juicers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're trying to figure out what we're going to call you guys because a lot of these podcasts have little nicknames for their supporters. So I really like juicers. <laughs> I think juicers is kind of cool. If you guys don't mind being called juicers. I mean, our <laughs> podcast is about Jones Juice, so. All right. Yeah, I think you're juicers. They're juicing for the murders. That's right. So from now on, we might be calling you guys juicers. If you don't like it, oh, well. <laughs> That's what we're calling you. Oh. <laughs> so we are about to begin our first ever episode of Listener Juice. Basically, a little breakdown of what this is exactly. Um, Alyssa, care to share? It's your stories, whether true crime or paranormal, that you've sent to our Gmail at don't drink the juice. That email that you all know so well. (laughs) Don't drink the Jones juice at gmail.com. And uh, we, you know, just kind of pick stories from. Uh, our email that you guys have sent in and then we read them mm-hmm. and we've had a lot of submissions which yes, we have. appreciate greatly um today we will be reading three stories a piece yes. but we do have more lined up for next month um mm-hmm. this will be something we do once a month it'll just be a little special release shorter than normal episode yes so. but still please send them in yeah we need them we need them for next month if we don't have a steady roll of them in we're gonna have to start making stories up and we're (laughs) really not that creative so so this girl sarah says (laughs) the ghost visited her in her bedroom and she went ah (laughs) so please send them we really we we really do enjoy i mean we haven't even read them yet but we enjoy the the concept of reading your stories and what's going to be cool again i think we mentioned earlier but we have not read these yet so it's going to be just as much a surprise for us as it will be our listeners right uh i did read one of them before this episode uh i don't i just i was just i don't know i didn't we never really decided that we were going to do that until today but i read one of them and i'm actually going to read it today um but it was insane. <laughs> it's really long. It's like <laughs> two and a half pages long. But uh, it's fascinating. And I think it's really important that we do share these stories because I feel like most people have experienced mm-hmm. some kind of paranormal, supernatural. At least anybody in this group. They're yeah. In this because they're weirdos. It calls to you. <laughs> Our juicers. Yeah, our beloved juicers. So, shall we begin? Yes. All right. We shall. I'm ready. So, the first story today comes from Cameron. Hey, girl. Hey. All right. Hey, girl. (laughs) I was telling Alyssa earlier how much I just adore you. But anyway. All right. On to the story. So, it says, hello. Hello. I have two stories to share with y'all. The first one I'm going to tell is mine, and the second one is my aunt's story. My story begins July 2007 in Monroe, Connecticut. When my grandparents told me that we were going to Maine for the summer, I looked at them weird and said, why there? Well, they proceeded to tell me that we were going for a small last-minute business trip. 
On the way up there, we stopped by a house. I remember it saying occult museum. So my grandmother, who is into paranormal stuff, decided we should stop by and look. Little did I know it was the famous Ed and Lorraine Warren Occult Museum. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Right. I will never go there. Crazy. <laughs> and the, I mean, she had to be little bitty. This is July 2007, and she's a youngin'. Yeah. So she was a kid. Oh, yeah. gosh. Wow, that's a long time ago. That's a scary place for a little, a little mm-hmm. person to be. Yeah. Um, if you don't remember, or if you don't know who they are, they are demonologists, and they have helped in the oh-so-famous case of The Conjuring and Amityville. At the time, the museum was open to the public, and my grandparents paid, and we walked inside. Every t- step I took, felt like I felt like someone was watching me, and I felt all the artifacts artifacts had life to them yeah i'm sure they were all watching you (laughs) (laughs) me being eight years old yeah she was young i went off the tour and came across a doll the doll was a raggedy ann doll that said no photography allowed and then i felt someone touch me Mm -hmm. it was a tall woman in a victorian style dress she told me always ask i looked back at the doll and when i turned back around she was gone I had one of those old disposable cameras, and I asked the doll, can I take a picture? And I took the photo. It was very warm in that room, and all of a sudden, it got chilly. (laughs) To this day, I still have the same disposable camera in my living room closet. I've never gotten the pictures developed. Oh, please do and send them to us. (laughs) Right? She's probably like, I don't want to see what happened. I want to (laughs) see. Fast forward to about 2013 to 2014. I just so happened to catch a glimpse of my sister watching The Conjuring. I got so scared and I proceeded, proceeded to tell her my story. She looked at me in horror and rewinded to the end credits. And I told her, I met her. (gasps) Lorraine Warren oh wow so we did some research about her and the Raggedy Ann doll I saw turns to find out that it was the real life Annabelle doll oh wow Ed Warren passed away in 2006 Lorraine just recently passed away last year in 2019 as of right now the museum is permanently closed I still don't know who that woman was, but she might have saved me from uncertain evil. Yeah, I've heard horrible stories about that place. Like, leaving that place and things being attached to you. Oh, my God. I could never. I would want to go because it's interesting, but I don't want to leave with... I wonder why they closed it. Just, like... Probably because they passed away. Yeah. You know, what person wants to take on the burden of all those spirits and stuff, you know? Cameron, girl, develop that camera. Please. I'm (laughs) begging you. I don't know you, but... Just give it to us. (laughs) Yes, just give it We'll develop it. We'll do it. And if if you want to see what, what, you know, is on the film, we'll (laughs) show you what I really want to know. Oh, man. That was a good one. That was super good, yeah. So next story is going to be Cameron's aunt's story and this happens in 1983 in south georgia cameron's aunt says it was a friday afternoon i had just gotten off my shift at the hospital i get a call from a relative i haven't heard from in years she told me her mother had dementia and she couldn't find anyone to care and help her sort help her sort of her meds for her for during the weekend 
couldn't help her sort. (laughs) I'm sorry. I suck. Okay. She couldn't find anyone to care and help her sort her meds for her during the weekend. I was extremely tired and I wanted to say no, but I said, sure. She gave me her pager number and at her at and her work number and she told me to page her or call her if there was any problems. I knew where she stayed at because of the ugly ran down service station. I pulled into her driveway and I felt something was off. I knocked on the door and her mother came and greeted me. Her dementia was only in the early stages, so she still recognized me. About 8.30 that evening, I cooked and knocked on the door telling her I made some dinner. Let me know if you want to eat downstairs or up in your room. I heard nothing. I thought to myself, maybe she's in the bathroom and tried not to think the worst. (laughs) As soon as I went around the corner to the bathroom, I heard footsteps, very heavy footsteps, and they stopped. Uh Uh-oh. I assumed she might have forgotten her glasses or something. It was 9.30, and she never came down. So I went up to her room and knocked again. Silence. I opened the door to her room to find her gone, but I saw something in the corner of my eye. There was a dark figure standing with the back towards me. I ran out of the room as fast as I could, and the hallway's closet door opened, and I was snatched inside. Oh, my Holy gosh. shit. No way. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Me either. What? Take a turn. Woo! <laughs> I've never been snatched before, and I hope that never happens. Okay, okay, okay. It was her mother, and she said, I seen it, too. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> go snatched her even still, I'd have a heart attack if something <laughs> snatched me into the closet. Jesus. Oh, I've never returned to that house after that weekend. Ooh, okay, my heart's racing. The mom eventually passed away around 25 years ago, and the daughter moved out to another state. No one has ever bought the house. I don't think everyone, anyone ever will. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame them. What? <laughs> That's insane. Wow. Thank you, ladies. Those were awesome. That was crazy. Okay. Snatched inside the closet got me. (laughs) I never want to be snatched in any way, shape, or form ever. If anybody ever uses the word snatch with me, no thank you. (laughs) Okay. So my story is from Kimberly. Uh, So, Kimberly says, uh, we lived in the finished basement of my brother's house in a subdivision and social circle from 2011 to 2015. My son, Ashton, was only four when we first moved in. At first, I dismissed his talking to someone that I couldn't see as just part of his imagination. Then it started sounding like I could actually hear another person talking in his room with him. (laughs) <laughs> I'd stick my head in the door and ask who he was talking to, and he'd just say, my friend. <laughs> even He even came upstairs one afternoon to ask me to cut the string on the two balloons he had tied together so that his friend could have one to play with. Absolutely no fucking oh, thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> my son ever did that to me. I'd probably sell him. Ansley had imaginary friends when she was little <gasps> that she would talk to. Dude, I remember you 
Yes. Or someone telling me about it. Yeah, yeah. she had several. She had um, one named Cowboy Boots. <gasps> That's the one I remember. She had one. It was a girl. I can't remember. It was very odd because I never had imaginary friends. No, me either. I think maybe it's like uh, more common with only children. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You'd think, right? Because they don't really have anybody to play with. So they just. One of my sisters had an imaginary friend. That's so weird to me. Uh, I just want to say. Ansley has the craziest names for people. They have a, or things, <laughs> pets, whatever. They literally have a turtle named Little Toenail. <laughs> she named it. I don't know why. But that's she named it when she was like three years old. Yeah, but that is not a thrill. <laughs> and now she is 13. And if a friend comes over and says, what's your turtle's name? She's like, oh, I don't know. He doesn't have a name. <laughs> Hilarious. But it's Little Toenail. <laughs> Whenever it's Scott. Oh, the other one. Her other uh, imaginary friend was Cowboy Boots. You already said that. I, did I say Cowboy Boots? Yeah. Oh, what was the other one? I don't know. I'm freaking senile, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just forgive me. What was... I gotta ask my mom. That's oh. what made me think of the weird... Or little toenail. Because yeah. It's such a strange name what for a, chi- a little child to name a turtle. The other one was so freaking weird, too. It'll come to me. I'll say it some other time. <laughs> little toenail. Uh, okay. Uh, he even came upstairs one afternoon to ask me, oh, I already read that. Uh, <laughs> one day my daughter came home from school and said the girl next door had asked if we'd seen the little boy downstairs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no thanks. Uh, um, no, she says, <laughs> but it seemed like Ashton has. So I told this little boy right out loud that he was welcome to hang out as long as he never showed himself to me. <laughs> I guess he made himself at home. Toys would get moved when Ashton was at home. You could hear what sounded like someone walking up and down the stairs. And sometimes it even sounded like he was running from one side of the basement to the other. On one particular evening, there was a toy keyboard Ashton had left laying on the living room floor when he, uh, when he'd gone to his grandmother's for the night. It kept playing every few minutes all evening. I finally said, that's enough. It's time for bed. I actually heard the uh, heard the click as the on button switched to off, and it was Ooh. quiet the rest of the evening. Well, hey, at least he listens. I know. I was about to say, at least he's obedient. <laughs> uh, I got ready for bed and went to my room. Normally, when Ashton was home and would come get in my bed, he'd just crawl in on, on the side right by my bedroom door. It was on this night that I heard this boy come running through the rooms, run around the foot of my bed, and crawl over me, in all caps. No. <laughs> to get into bed. Nope. I rolled over fully expecting to see him, but he stuck to the agreement and never showed himself to me. Um, I've heard that the activity in this house has picked up, um, and they... This person put the address, but I'm actually not going to say the address just to protect the people who do live there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big believer in the paranormal and I have other stories. My family does as well. So I'll pass the ad- the address on to them so they can join in and tell what they've experienced. Wow. Um, thanks for reading. As I said, it's not much, but having someone crawl over you is a bit creepy. I think all of that's a bit creepy. Yeah, that's <laughs> terrifying. Thank you. I would Kimberly. be out of that. Yeah. Thanks, Kimberly. I would be out of that house so fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I would not. 
I would not live there. I sure. literally just texted Ansley and said, what were your imaginary friends' names? I'm excited. It's going to bug the shit out of me. If I, I know once you tell me, I'll remember it. Yeah. It's literally, I'm like, oh, it was cowboy boots. Yeah, I just said that <laughs> twice. What is the other one? They were such odd names, too. It was a girl, and then there was another boy, <coughs> I believe. <clears throat> but Excuse me. Cowboy boots was like an older man. Like, it's not even like creepy. they were like children. See, and that's weird to me, too, because... Like, I feel like if I... Ah! <laughs> I got it, I got it, I got it. I texted mom, too, and mom responded back quicker. Mm-hmm. So there was cowboy boots, Sally, and earring. Earring! <laughs> earring! Earring! Oh, of course it was earring. Earring? <laughs> okay, and cowboy boots, I believe, is the one that died in a fire. Jesus. Yeah. I don't up. think these were imaginary friends. Yeah. Ear- Hello, uh, this is my imaginary friend Earring <laughs> in cowboy boots. Oh, and that's Sally over there. They're they're happy to meet you. <laughs> cowboy boots. What's, died in the what's fire, that though. earring? <laughs> oh, she said she wants to kill you. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, Ansley will probably write back and be like, why? You're I know telling people that. <laughs> I'm sure. I figured she wouldn't respond to that. Right. She, she knows. She knows. She knows what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, alrighty. Here goes another story, and this is from Amber. Amber was excited to tell us her stories. I remember she was all about it. What's going? On? Oh God! <laughs> scared the you fuck scared. Out. Jesus Christ! <laughs> we're telling spooky stories. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's You're okay. fine. I had to ask you, Ansley, as imaginary friends, anyway, because. We were talking about a little spooky boy. I, just, I heard her crack up right after I said it. Yes. <laughs> earring. Earring. I remember, those, those I remember Scotty telling me about cowboy boots and earring. Yeah. yeah. And cowboy boots died in a fire, right? Several times. Several <laughs> times. <laughs> Did the other two die? Huh? Did the other two die? Um, I don't know. Sometimes cowboy boots was Sally's father uh-huh. and then sometimes he wasn't her father uh-huh. and sometimes he died in a fire and then, then all of a sudden he was alive again <laughs> and sometimes sally was 13 years old and then sometimes she was six <laughs> didn't she have red hair <laughs> i don't know she used to ride with us when we go shopping yeah she would tell me she'd say sally's in the car i said really we're gonna be going to eat or something i said wait what is she, she got her seatbelt on yeah I said, I'm not going to feed her, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, man. I hope you guys heard that. <laughs> if not, I'm sorry. My mom knows about this more than I did because I was working at the time, so she spent a lot of time with my mama. <laughs> earring. Earring. <laughs> what kind of earring? <laughs> I know. Was it a hoop earring? That's what I Was it a stud? Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I imagine. <laughs> I just imagine, like, a giant hoop earring just rolling into the room. <laughs> like, what's up? I feel like it was a person. His name was just Earring. I, there's, there's no way. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, cowboy boots. I don't feel like cowboy boots was a pair of cowboy boots. Like, this was a person named Cowboy Boots. Yeah. Well, Earring probably was just a a girl who wore, like, like, prominent earrings. And so her name was Earring. (laughs) I love it. Hilarious. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Anyway, sorry about that, guys. Okay, Amber. Thank you for sending this in, Amber. I know you were stoked about sending it in. You were one of the first, I think, to ask if you could send something in. Yeah. So, all right. So, hi, guys. This is a couple of creepy stories that my stepsister told me a long time ago wrapped together. 
her and her boyfriend, Jason, from about 10 plus years ago, who was very abusive and put her in the hospital a couple of times and even left her in a pool of her own blood once, used to live in a home in the commerce area. Yikes. (laughs) It was a dirt road and it had a barn on the hill out front. They had woods out back that they also had a creek running through. They had friends over one night, and one of them walked into the house white as, white as a ghost. He told them that he saw a huge, black, animal-like figure in the woods. He refused to go back when they, when they went back out to investigate what it was. Jason and a couple others, including my stepsister, walked into the woods in search of whatever this guy saw. When they reached the creek, they walked a little bit and came across what scared them. It was a dark and only one of it was dark and only one of them took a flashlight, but when they shined the light on the creature, it started jumping from dry spot to dry spot until it disappeared. No thanks. Yeah. Dry spot to dry spot, that's really weird. Yeah. That's interesting. Right. Just kinda like hopping over. Yeah. Ooh. Like it can't touch water. Ooh. That's weird. Gross. Now you know its weakness. <laughs> Throw water at it. <laughs> Take water next time. <laughs> Tabitha, my stepsister, told me that they even got pictures of the print it made in the sand, but it got lost once they moved, and she never discovered it again. That's a bummer. Right? If y'all ever find it, you know what to do. (laughs) That's right. So here is, I believe this is involving the same people, but just a different occasion. So on a different occasion, they were all playing pool in the top part of the barn. As they started to walk back down the stairs, the first friend tripped and fell down the stairs. He got to the bottom of the staircase after tumbling and looked up at Tabitha, Jason, and the others and said, Who the fuck pushed me? Jesus. As they stared down at him with confusion, they told him that nobody had touched him. He said, Bullshit. I felt two hands hit my back and shove me. A few nights after that incident, my stepsister and Jason were at the bottom half of the barn doing something with her horse. And they heard pool balls rolling across the pool table above them. And when they asked who was there, nobody answered or came down the stairs. They walked up there and didn't see anyone. They moved from that home shortly after that. And my stepsister hasn't experienced any other spirit-like behavior. I thought this would be a great story for y'all to include in the podcast. Thanks for reading, Amber. Okay, would you rather be pushed or snatched? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not liking any of this shit. Like, I'd rather be pushed, I think. I, I pushed down the stairs? What, snatched down the stairs? Which one? <laughs> snatched into the closet? <laughs> I'd rather be pushed down some stairs. But it was her mom. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, Either right, way, okay. let's not snatch or push. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> or climb over somebody when they're asleep. Yes, please don't My do that. My <laughs> God. You people, y'all have some great stories. I love it. Me too. It's um, fascinating how <clears throat> different everyone's paranormal story is. Yeah. This next one is fucking crazy. I already knew this story, and they want to remain anonymous, so mm-hmm. I will... The names are going to be made up pretty much, Mm -hmm. Uh, but insane. Okay. So they start off with, here is one of my paranormal stories. When I was about 14, I shared a room with one of my sisters in this one house we lived in. I've seen multiple different things in this house, but there's one, but here's one of the stories. It was late in the middle of the night and we were both laying in bed trying to sleep. 
I sadly was failing at sleep, but decided to keep laying in silence, hoping I would succumb to it. My sister's bed was closer to the door, and where the door was, there was a small cubby as an entryway. My dresser was right by the entryway, which left a little space between the dresser, the foot of her bed, and the beginning of the cubby entryway. I remember something had caught my eye that was right between the space of my dresser and the foot of her bed. I kept staring at it and staring at it, trying to figure out if my eyes were playing tricks on me. It looked like a tree stump covered in moss, but it also looked like a girl. What? <laughs> it was like a mossy tree stump girl. Ooh. <laughs> uh, it had such an eerie and depressing feel to it. I felt like it filled the room with this thick, humid presence. <clears throat> and it just stood there looking out into our room. I stared at it for so long. I tried to convince myself it wasn't there when I hear... Hattie May, my sister had called my name. <laughs> yeah, I reply. Do you see what's at the foot of my bed too? She asked. Yeah. In that moment, it confirmed to me that I absolutely was seeing something and it wasn't just my eyes playing tricks on me. I felt a jolt of fear run down my body in almost a paralytic way. Can you come lay in bed with me? Is what my sister then asked. Obviously scared. We both were. Why her bed closer to it? Hell if I knew. But I mustered up the courage and hurried and ran in, her, it ran in bed with her. <sighs> when we then lay in silence, both staring at it for what it seemed like forever. It never moving, still staring, at, still staring out at us, shrinking us back into what felt like an abyss of fear. I asked her what it looked like to her, and she described it the same exact way that I did. This absolutely wasn't a trick of the eye. She was seeing exactly what I was seeing, and come to find out, we had both been awake all night in silence, staring at the demon at the foot of her bed. Oh my god. <laughs> before one of us said anything, and we continued to do so until we both fell asleep huddled together in fear. Oh my god. Can so it just stayed there the whole time? I guess so. Holy shit balls. Insane. Ooh. I could never imagine waking up to that. Nope. 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 Just staring nope. at I don't you. think, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Like, do I get out of bed and run and hope it doesn't grab me? Snatch me? Snatch you. <laughs> or do I just the lay there and like, oh God, I hope it doesn't know I'm I awake. I don't think that I could move. I don't think I could You talk. probably would be like paralyzed. Yeah. And so you know that she also wasn't having sleep paralysis because. They both saw They it. both saw it. Yeah. Ugh. So creepy. Mm-mm-mm. No. Yeah. all right so one more from me um this story comes from michaela okay so my grandfather had just passed away this is 2003 and my mom was dreaming about her dad he was sitting across the room from her in a in a rocking chair he gets up and walks into the kitchen and he motions for her to follow him he tells her i gotta go home but i need to tell you something And he hops up on the stove and doesn't say a word. (laughs) She tells him to get up, but he just told her to wake up. So, of course, she wakes up. She goes into the kitchen to see that the stove had been left on by her husband. Oh, wow. Yeah. He had left it, left for work and forgot to turn off his coffee pot. That story gives me chills. That's 
crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god! So her dad got on top of the stove and didn't say a word. Wow, that yeah. is insane. Yeah. Wow, he was warning her. That's, like your house is gonna burn down. He's an angel. Up. Yeah. That's a good paranormal story. Yeah, yeah. So here's another one, and this is about Michaela's sister. So once my sister had a dream about my cousin Josh. He passed away suddenly in a car accident in 2001. It was his sister's birthday party in her dream. Everyone, including Josh, was at the party. He told everyone that him and his friend were getting drinks and they'd be right back. My sister runs after him, begging him not to go because she knew what would happen. He shook his head and said, listen, just tell my sister I love her and happy birthday. And he gets in the car and drives away. She wakes up and checks the calendar. It was his sister's birthday. I haven't been able to find these. I haven't been able to have these kind of dreams myself, although I wish I did. I hope you enjoy my family's experiences and are able to use them. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Those are nuts. So it sounds like these people are coming to them in their sleep and trying to, I don't know, tell them something. Yeah. That's a, I think that's a better one to have (laughs) than the creepy moss girl Mm -hmm. at the Mm -hmm. end of your bed. (laughs) Yeah. No, thanks. (laughs) That's nightmare fuel. Yeah. Those, those last ones were kind of nice. Yeah. That's a good end note. Yeah. So this next one that I'm going to read, I've already read it and it's super creepy and sorry, we're leaving you guys on a scary note when we just had those two beautiful stories, I guess. (laughs) Um, so this person's name is Savannah. Um, and in the beginning of this email, she explains the house, but I'm, I'm going to kind of skip it. Um, just the, the main point that you need to know about the description of the house is that, uh, her room and her step siblings rooms were conjoined with a Jack and Jill bathroom. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know what that is, it's like if you go into one of the bedrooms and then you go into the bathroom, that bathroom connects to another room. So you Mm -hmm. can go from one room through the bathroom into the other, the Mm -hmm. other bedroom. Um, so keeping the bathroom layout in mind, imagine the first night we spent in that house. My sisters were asleep on the bottom bunk of our bunk bed, and I was tossing and turning on the top bunk. Remember, our bedroom is the back right of the hallway. I was having trouble sleeping, starting a new school the next day, nervous and felt very restless. So I climbed down the ladder, rubbed my eyes, walked across the pitch black room and opened up the bathroom door. It was very dark in the bathroom, and I hadn't figured out where the light switch was before I looked up into the mirror and into the other room. My step my step siblings had a TV on, so there was dim light in their room, and I could see in the mirror and out of their bedroom door into the hallway. What I saw in the mirror and the reflection froze me in my tracks. I was instantly covered in goosebumps and could not make a sound. Oh, no. Yeah. I had locked eyes with a black figure. <gasps> yeah. I've seen those before, and they make me want to die. Oh, my gosh. That somehow had red glowing eyes. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, big. Nope. Nope. Uh, it was as tall as a doorframe. 
It was standing in the in their doorway, halfway in, halfway out, almost peeking around the corner and staring at me straight into the mirror. Now, I know it sounds cliche, but I know exactly what I saw. As I stared, I couldn't look away in fear of it coming any closer. I had to keep my eyes on it while searching for the light switch. When I finally found the light switch, I turned on the bathroom light, blinking and squinting because it hurt my eyes, and I heard a door slam. Mm. I quickly uh, realized the door slamming was the door to my step-siblings room that led into the hallway, right where it was standing. Um, I couldn't bring myself to look into the mirror again, but I glanced enough to see the white door now close instead of the black figure. I didn't know if I could reach the bathroom door and close it without having to look into the mirror or their room again. I sat on the toilet and cried and didn't know what to do. I may have been young, but I knew real from fake. It was clear as day and I know I didn't imagine it. Needless to say, I did not sleep that night. I kept hearing noises, footsteps, creaking, wind blowing, and I couldn't turn facing anywhere but the wall. Mm -hmm. I knew I couldn't go into my parents' room and wake them because my stepdad was a very irritable person and I didn't want to face that in the middle of the night. The next day, I had told my mom and my stepdad about the incident. My stepdad was a very shitty guy. He was abusive and a drunk. Of course, he he dismissed me and told me, don't be slamming doors in my house anymore or I'll beat your ass. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be more scared of the, the shadow or my stepdad. I know. I'm sitting here thinking like, uh, mama. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that would be my first thought. Um, he had heard the door slam and thought it was me. It was not me. Mm. A few weeks later, I was very sleep deprived. Every night I felt very cold and shivery. On that top bunk, I could not move. I laid in the same spot every night and looked at the wall. I was so scared and didn't know what would happen if I were to go to the bathroom. Daylight was my saving grace. I felt safer when it was light outside. I felt like nothing could scare me in the daytime. I was wrong. Oh. One week, I had stayed home from school for a few days because I had gotten strep throat. This week was a very eventful one. I was home alone, nine years old, for 10 hours a day oh. for a week straight. Oh, no. Yeah. That's not cool. I saw, heard, and felt things I had never experienced before. The second encounter with a tall black figure with red eyes was in the morning of the second day of the week. I stayed out of school. I had slept on the couch in the living room and had woken up a couple of times while my stepdad was leaving for work and making noises in the kitchen. It was still dark outside, so I made sure to try to stay asleep so I uh, didn't have to be awake in the house alone in the dark. The next thing I remember, I woke up in sleep paralysis. I couldn't move, couldn't breathe right, and couldn't hear anything. I was laying there paralyzed, looking into the hallway. I see him standing in the hallway, staring at me. My My heart starts to race. I start to freak out and try to move, but my body isn't cooperating. I lock eyes with him again and try to make a noise, try to move my toes, try to get off the couch. I still can't move. As if things couldn't get any worse, he starts coming towards me, walking towards me. It's daylight outside, in all caps. I can see my living room and kitchen in plain view with plenty of light. He was not hiding in the shadows. He was coming up to me like a person would. I still couldn't move. I finally was able to make a noise. I started hearing voices. Um loud talking directly in my ear female 
female, male, and distorted voices. Lots of voices all talking at the same time and getting very loud in my ears until it was so loud it sounded like pure ringing. <sighs> That's horrifying. That is terrifying. Yeah. Poor baby. And nine years old. Oh, uh, why are you home alone at nine? Latchkey kids, you know. <sighs> the whole time he's standing over me, staring down at me and not moving at all. All of a sudden, I hear a loud shriek in my ear. Not really a scream, but like a choking noise that I realized was coming from my own throat. I could finally move. When I jerked myself up off the couch, he ran down the hallway and disappeared into my step-sibling's room. Uh, I ran out the front door and went to the neighbor's house. I had no idea who these people were, but I found comfort in being around others. Yeah. Yeah, for real. (laughs) <clears throat> you know when you uh you talk a lot and then your your throat uh gets all scratchy. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave them my mom's number and they called her and said I could stay with them until they got home that evening. I watched SpongeBob and ate some Doritos on their couch for hours until my mom came and got me. See, that's what nine-year-olds should be doing. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I got my ass whooped that night by my stepdad because I tried to tell him the story and he didn't believe me. Oh, super sad. Uh, He thought I was trying to go over to the neighbor's house because I didn't want to be home alone. That was partly true, but I knew that wasn't the reason. It was because I thought if I stayed at that house any longer, I would be consumed by whatever that thing was that kept picking on me. The next day, I still had a fever. I couldn't go to school and no matter how bad I, I couldn't go to school, no matter how bad I wanted to. So I had to stay home again. Uh, this time I made sure I wasn't asleep after everyone left. I made sure I was awake even after not sleeping much that night. Things were going okay until the TV cut off in the middle of me watching Dr. Phil. <laughs> we didn't have cable. We had four to five channels and he was one of them. So I just turned it on for background noise. The TV cut off and in the black TV reflection, I could mm. see myself. Sitting on the floor, crisscross applesauce with a sandwich in my hand. Everything looked normal, but when I reached for the remote and got back into my spot, the TV still wouldn't come on. I could still see myself in the TV, and when I looked closer, I saw two long naked legs on the couch behind me. What? (laughs) Oh my god. Can you imagine? Nope. Can you fucking imagine seeing that? Um, I didn't dare turn around. I instantly got goosebumps. The hair on my neck raised. I stared closer and the image did not change. I felt like someone was behind me. I knew something was behind me. I frantically tried to turn on the TV again and I tried my best not to turn around, but curiosity got the best of me. Uh, I turned around and there's a fully naked lady I had never seen before sitting on the couch. What? <laughs> I was thinking, like, it would go away when she turned around. Like, she would see the... naked-ass woman sitting on the couch. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Where was I? Uh, She looks at me, and I quickly notice she had red eyes. Oh, my God. The same eyes that have been tormenting me for the past few weeks. I run down the hallway into my mom's room and get in her bed under the covers. It's eerily quiet. No noises, no creaking, nothing. Just ringing in my ears from my heart pounding relentlessly. I stay there under the covers for hours until my sisters get off the bus. They come in and call my name. And at this point, I wasn't sure if it was them calling my name or not. 
until they came into my mom's room looking for me, wanting to play. I didn't want to freak them out, and I was just happy to be around other humans, so we went into our room, and I shut all the doors, and we played with Barbies and drew with crayons. <laughs> that was me as a kid. I was always playing with Barbies. Mm-hmm, me too. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I had a huge Barbie collection. Me too. Oh, my gosh. I had so many Barbies. We lived in this one house, and you know how some houses will have, like, a living room and then, like, a family room? Mm-hmm. We never used the family room for anything. So we, me and my sisters brought all of our Barbies and our dollhouses in there. And mm-hmm. we called it Barbieville. Mm-hmm. And the whole room was just Barbie, literally just Barbies. Yeah. That's awesome. We had like 10 Barbie houses in there, Barbie wow. castles, Barbie party buses, Barbie cars. We Sounds had, like a dream. Yeah. <laughs> we had so many Barbies. Uh, I remember one time, and this was years um, before we had Barbieville, uh, this girl, she was related to me somehow, like a second or third cousin or something like that. Mm-hmm. She came to visit and we collected all of our Barbies into a giant pile mm-hmm. and we counted them and there was like over 250 Barbies. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That is crazy. Yes. Uh, so, uh, I learned by this time that my parents wouldn't listen to me. I learned that no matter what I said, they were going to think I was crazy and try to discipline the quote unquote scared out of me. I went back to school the next day and things calmed down for about a week. I slept okay. I was tired from being sick and staying up all night every night. Excuse me. That breaks my heart that they didn't believe her. Yeah. I feel like parents typically don't. When When you're a kid... Uh, uh, I went back to school the next day and things calmed down for about a week. I slept okay. I was tired from being sick and staying up all night every night. And it was honestly a good week being back at school and not having any tormenting going on until that next weekend. It was the weekend and my step siblings were over. We were all sleeping in their room because we didn't want to be back and forth making a lot of noise. And my stepdad was in one of his moods and had a little too much to drink. So we were close up in the room and trying to occupy ourselves so we didn't have to be around him. We played and uh, we played and sung and danced around until everyone went to sleep, except for me. I was by the wall, and my stepsister and little sister were in the bed with me. Uh, I was pinned up against the wall, but just comfy enough to drift off to sleep. I woke up because my feet were freezing. My sisters had taken the covers off of me. The TV was on a blue screen because the DVD had ejected itself and it was on the input screen. The lighting in the room was kind of creepy. Everything was dim blue and it was just quiet. I noticed the door was open when I know it was sh- when I know it was shut when we went to sleep. Oh well, maybe our parents had checked in on us and left it open. I didn't think much of it. I tried to go back to sleep. In the middle of falling back asleep, I feel something brush my leg. I think maybe it's the blanket or my sister's foot or something. I was too tired to get all the way back up and look around, so I dismissed it and drifted back asleep until something grabbed my foot. Oh, no. Fuck that. (laughs) If you grab me or you snatch me, (laughs) we're going to have a problem. (laughs) So that it grabbed her foot, tugged on it, and then let her go. 
When I felt this, I was startled and knew it couldn't have been my sisters because they were dead asleep. I looked up and lo and behold, there's my worst nightmare. Staring me straight in the face from the ceiling, the fucking ceiling in all caps. (sighs) Straight above me, looking down at me, I immediately let out a scream, still staring it in the face. My sisters wake up and start crying. They were six and seven at the time and didn't know what I was screaming about. My stepdad comes in my stepdad comes in a panic, realizes that it's me that screamed, and I figure and I figure you can guess how that went. I got my ass tore up uh-huh. with a belt that night. And he put me in the other room, my room, alone. And he told me if he hears a peep from me, he's going to come do it again. So I lay there and cry. I can't even move. I'm scared if I look anywhere, I'm going to see something. I'm just glad I have blankets and pillows to cover myself. And I eventually, probably around daylight, I cry myself to sleep. Oh, that's so traumatizing. That's so heartbreaking. <laughs> She's scared of this demon, old naked lady person, and the, the gray shadow, or the black shadow, and her stepdad. That's so That's hard. just a there's no where's the safe zone you know there isn't one yeah um that was the last incident for a long time probably months i was terrified depressed scared of talking to anyone about it and i was always walking on eggshells in that house i would pray every night to make just to make it another day without seeing something i would beg god to protect me and my sisters one weekend my granny visited us to see the house she's religious and she definitely believes in the paranormal She automatically told my mom that she feels something bad in that house and that she doesn't like the energy that the house is giving off. When I overhear her say this, I caught a glimpse of hope. Maybe I could tell my Grammy, Granny, (laughs) and she could somehow get me out of this place. She stayed for about three days. I never got to bring it up because my stepdad was always around. And me being very young at the time, of course, I didn't hear the adult conversations they would have. But I know that after she left that time, my mom started questioning me more about what I had seen in the in the months prior. I'm thinking my granny told her that she felt or saw something in the house while she was there. And that made my mom want to know if I saw felt the same things. Um... Long story short, I had a few other brief encounters with the entity, one in in particular about a week before moving out of that house, but it was short and during sleep paralysis paralysis again. I saw him in in the mirror from a distance while laying in my bed and, and staring into the bathroom. He just stood there and stared. He didn't move close to me this time. I knew we were leaving that house, so I wasn't as scared as the other times, and I actually was able to sleep afterwards. Plus, praying really helped me. The others were during the day, door slamming, seeing reflections in the bathroom mirror, feeling it when I showered, hearing voices during the night. It was it was never a very distinct event, just more of a small instance where I knew the entity was present. We ended up moving out of the house because they found mold and it was making us sick. I was very happy to be out of there and never saw the entities again. Ten years later, when I was 19, I finally got the chance to talk to my granny about the house and what I experienced. She cried after I told her my stories and told me she knew that something in that house was evil, and she had dreamed about a naked woman with red eyes every (gasps) night she was there. Wow. Insane. Wow. If my granny said that to me after I had been seeing that, I would lose my shit. Good lord, that's terrifying. Uh... She said she also said she couldn't look in the mirror in our bathroom because she felt as if it was 
as if it was a very high energy place in the house, almost like a portal to a very evil place. We have no idea what that black figure was, whether it was just the woman in the dark or in another form or a whole separate entity. We both agreed that we saw and felt the same things in the house. I was so relieved that I could finally feel like I wasn't crazy and I felt validated. Now, as far as I know from the last thing I've heard, that house burned down in 2010, <gasps> two years after we moved out, and I am so glad. Yeah. <clears throat> and makes you wonder <clears throat> what happened at that house. Obviously, something not good. Somebody probably burned it down on purpose. Me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not admitting to that. <laughs> but, Seriously, though. Good Lord. That is so scary. I wonder where this house is. Did she say? No, she didn't. No, mm. but uh, it was... Well, it was in Winder, Georgia, she says. Okay. And it was built in the 50s. Um, it definitely sounds like it was a house issue and not like a... Uh, yeah, something was attached to the house and not to her. Savannah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's one reason why you want to do these stories is, like she said in this, she didn't feel validated. Mm-hmm. But we feel like this stuff is real and that it happens and we want you to feel validated here so and go granny for believing it (laughs) (laughs) good granny yes that was a great granny for sure so if you want your stories featured on here and you want uh you know two girls who can't fucking read read them (laughs) into a microphone send us a email yes don't drink the jones juice at gmail.com and follow our Facebook or our Facebook group, I guess it is. Join our Facebook group, which is for God's sake, don't drink the Jones juice. Mm-hmm. And Instagram at don't drink the Jones juice. All one yeah. big long word. <laughs> yes. So, um, guess that concludes our listener juice yeah. episode. Hope you enjoyed. Thanks, all you juicers out there. <laughs> Thank you, juicers. (laughs) And for God's sake, don't drink the Jones juice.